0: Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of the Fozzie Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanza di Tacchio. And this is Juliano Caleri. A lot to talk about. It's been uh, two match days have been, are in the books here, the midweek and the weekend with just one more game to go for match day six, which goes tomorrow. That is Torino and Venezia. But a lot to talk about from this weekend's games. Uh, We had some, we had match day five in the midweek. Uh, some big wins there uh, some interesting points there and then what we're going to do after that is we're going to give you a quick rundown of another busy week coming up Champions League is back, Europa League, Europa Conference League is back for the midweek and then uh, Match Day 7 before we take a breather for the another international break it doesn't end uh, World Cup qualification not for the Azzurri but uh, it will be the final four for the Nations League so something to look out for before we do talk about that, let's uh, let's jump right in. Uh, anything that caught your eye from match day five in the midweek?
1: Match day five was the more uneventful rounds, yeah, I would I'd say. Everything was pretty standard. All the key teams won. Um, you know, there was some close games like juventus Spezia, Juve just pulling out. Yeah, just grinding it out. Uh, yeah, just grinding out a win. And I like be more of the same thing, you know, getting questioned by the media being very negative, negative approach. So more, more or less the same thing. Round five between Juve and Spezia. Some beautiful, a beautiful goal by see that game. Uh, inter Fiorentina, of course, was a, a wonderful game. Yeah. Um, what a big comeback. By entertaining inter. game. Yeah. Entertaining game. Big comeback. Fiorentina picking up the red card. Nico Gonzalez mouthing off to the ref. Um, that's it. I mean, Milan getting yeah. the job then against Venezia. The the game that surprised me the most, though, actually, and it kind of continues into this weekend. Was the way Napoli just dismantled Sampdoria? Yeah, was very impressive. Made easy work.
0: Easy, easy work. Beyond they're just, easy. They're cruising. Uh, they're you, you,
1: yeah, go go. And then, and
0: uh, also another quick note uh, before we get into this weekend. Uh, their counterparts in Campania, Salernitana, picking up their first point of the season in the midweek with a big two-two draw against Hellas
1: Verona. Big comeback there. Yeah, Verona. Stone defeated Tudor. Yeah. Two games. We'll see how the third one went firm this weekend. Exactly. But, um, yeah, and another big storyline, Genoa with new owners. Yeah. Uh, American ownership coming in there. Uh, pretty cool scenes before the match. Yeah, the Preziosi era is over. Yeah. You could see all the American flags in the stands. They're playing uh, the dance music in the stands. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty lively Lively scene. Could Genoa be on their way back to the top? We'll see. the th- The fourth most uh, successful
0: Serie A team
1: in history. So yeah,
0: they are one Scudetto away from getting their first star on their yes, jersey. Yes. So yeah, that was basically the midweek there. Um, let's talk about this weekend on what happened here. So let's go through it. I mean,
1: Milan beating Spezia two to one. Yeah, Milan Spezia. Spezia was dealt a tough game against juventus and a tough game against milan they
0: were in both games though you got to give them credit yes they were. You can't were. fault
1: tiago mata for this they were tiago Motta's team they played well i mean they did all they could do but that's the difference is the the class and player it's it's completely different you yeah. guys a different class milan's a different class um daniel maldini scoring his first milan goal his father proud in the stands of in this game so that was a nice little storyline and uh great to see another Maldini but you, AC Milan had to snatch the victory right at the end of the game with Ibrahim Diaz goal uh just kind of just popped up into the six-yard box middle of the net the fans were calling him kaka now he's getting comparisons which is kind of unreal yeah. I think it's a bit too early to be way too kaka. early way too early but uh another goal and great performance from, from him and for me uh standout player players I should say I'm impressed again once it's once again with He He's really stepped up. It's night and day from what he's produced last year. And Pierre Kalulu looks quite the player on the right back
0: position. No, he definitely does. Uh, just to go back to Sandro Tonali, I think he just needed that one season to settle in, in the big, for the big dogs. And uh, he's settling in very well. Good to see Olivier Giroud back. Didn't do much, but uh, good to see him back on the pitch. He's healthy again yes but you know i really want to give credit to to tiago Mota and what he's doing with the spezia team i mean it's been a really tough schedule for spezia out of the gate but they're getting these games these games are passing now so they're going to be playing teams that they should realistically start to pick up three points again so for those of you that are a little worried about spezia being down there i think they've shown that they are a solid team i mean giving giving the big dogs a run for their money in every game. And I just think you're going to start to see them climb up a table now that their schedule is going to get a little easier, if you will. So that's Milan-Spezia. Let's move on to Inter Atalanta.
1: What a game. What exciting 2-2 draw. At the Very San exciting game. At the San Siro. Crazy end to the game. Amazing goal by Latara Martinez. <laughs> Finally. City uh, A just continues to display the quality of, of football that it has. It's unbelievable the goals that are being scored. Um, Nicolo, Nicola Barella again, Nicolo fifth assist of the year. He played fantastic in this game, showing why he is who he is and why he's on this national team. Um, but Inter, some glaring weaknesses at the end of the day. They're still there. Handanovich, um, the reason why this game was the drawn. I think he was horrendous in that, slow to react. He was caught four or five times flat-footed on shots outside the team where he did not even budge. He just did the, the cameraman head swivel, uh, followed the ball with his head. The feet didn't respond. The connection from brain to feet isn't working right now for him. Uh, the second goalie parries right into Toloi's feet. Just terrible goalkeeping by by Handanovic. And luckily enough, we we posted a funny little story about it on our Instagram page, but... Handanovic, on the goal that was disallowed for Atalanta, he was slow, so slow to react to the ball going out to the byline. He went to go clear it, but because he was so slow, it actually left the field before he could kick it into, into play. So he kicks it into play. Play continues. Atalanta circulate the ball, gets on top of the 18. Picole comes in, shoots. Handanovic flat-footed again, gets caught, going the wrong way, gets a hand on it, and it rolls past the line. Three minutes go by. They're looking at VAR. And they see that the, it was, it got disallowed because, and then after it was too slow to react in the ball, actually crossed the line before he could clear it. So in a way, his slow feet actually kind of helped him to <laughs> sneak the win out at the end. But what a crazy finish it was. Marco awarded a penalty. I think it was around the 85th minute. Surprised he took it. Surprised. I know the whole debate, Marco. you know, he got a lot of flack, 23 years old. You have so many veterans. I mean, Dzeko, I don't believe has a good penalty record lataro is a does not know how to shoot this guy he's he's wild he just hammers everything uh but was off but you had brozovic on the field still i thought it was strange for me you go with your striker no matter what for me your striker is the goal scorer and jaco should have stepped up i was a bit disappointed with that um so otherwise i thought it was a great game uh very exciting maybe not the greatest result for inter but they continue this undefeated streak at home yeah, and Malinowski too. What a rocket that yeah. was! I mean, Handanovic should have done better, but at the end of the day, Russa Malinowski he made this team uh, click. No, he did today.
0: He did. They were uh, Atalanta very, for, very, well, very well deserved that two-two draw. Uh, just to talk about Edin Dzeko, uh, scoring a goal but missing.
1: Yeah, they quite a few <laughs> that yeah.
0: he should have finished him. Yeah, him day. and
1: Lautaro, I mean, he's doing better. He's filling that void that Lukaku left, I think, pretty good. But Lautaro is just... He's a mess up top. He misses so many chances. Um, and Inter just has to shore up this defense. That was the one thing they could rely on last year was the defense. And now they're just leaking their goals. Yeah. And it's because of Samir Handanovic. It's not because Skriner all of a sudden is not good. De Vrij is not good. Bastoni is not good. It's because Handanovic is not a good goal anymore. He's not helping these defenders out no he's he's slow he's not he doesn't read the ball it's i've never seen anything like it and why inter continue to stick with him for the second year like i said he should have taken the bow you lifted the scudetto you should have retired uh but we'll see if inter pay the consequences uh by sticking with him
0: yeah yeah so big two two draw there Exciting game. For those of you that haven't seen the highlights, go check them. The, some of the goals were screamers. Uh, moving on to another exciting game. genoa Hellas, verona 3-3. Yes, at the Luigi Ferraris. So, Igor Tudor has now been in the, in, at the helm for three games. Uh, he's gotten five points. Uh, let's compare real quickly. So with <laughs> Di Francesco, they had zero points, three, and they've scored three goals in three games. Yes. With Igor Tudor, they
1: have five points from three games, and they've scored eight goals. And, he, and he's still playing an offensive style. Yeah. Like Di Francesco wanted. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. strange. It is strange. It's strange.
0: But if you're Igor Tudor, you got to be disappointed because the last two games against against Genoa, and then in the midweek. Uh, against Salernitana, you let these guys come back in. You, yes. you had full control of the game, and both times, both teams came back. And if you're Igor Tudor, you got to be disappointed in that. I mean, it was a huge first win for you against Roma last Sunday. Uh, but to to the points are good. The two draws are good because they're still accumulating points. And let's face it, Hellas Verona are just they're just trying to assure safety now at this point uh into city and confirming their status for city next year but realistically you should have nine points
1: yeah you should should but undefeated in three it's a positive start let's bring it to Mattia destro another two goals ever since i called the scoyotes scoring yeah, but then now he's going to go on vacation again. <laughs> we so, think. We said that last time. He's going to he go on vacation again. But
0: yeah, two fantastic goals. Yes, Krishito uh, with Krishito another penalty too. So yeah. a big point for Genoa, especially on the, you know, on the display, that new
1: ownership. Yes, but Genoa though, one of the worst defenses in Serie A, oh, Nexicality and yeah. Salernitana. Something, you know, that should not be happening with no. uh, the manager that's there, Ballardini. Uh score they're scoring almost you know just over one goal a game but the amount they're conceding and this is very yeah. ungeneral like so well we'll see how long ballardini look stays in between the, the sticks for you too right so yeah sirigu he's his bad he's way it's continuing you know, like it, it's there. another goalie that you know we love the guy love what he's you know done for city and he played obviously for big teams like psg and stuff like that palermo palermo But it's just not. It doesn't work. You gotta know when to move on. And I think we'll see the American owners. I think we're gonna see a change of manager at Genoa soon.
0: I think so too. I think so too. On to the next game. Juventus. Three to two victors, grinding this out. Mattia
1: put in between the sticks. At the Allianz, yes. Chesney dropped.
0: I think that's just for Champions League. That way, he's okay for Champions League against ah, Chelsea. I but don't know. I did tell you, Pettin's going to get some time,
1: right? He did. He didn't do much. I mean, no. He, he the faced. goals. The goals were hard to save, but
0: yeah. But it's good to see him back in between the sticks. Uh, Paulo Dybala, on the other hand,
1: played phenomenal for the twenty minutes he was on. Yeah, he did. Got injured.
0: Got injured. Hopefully, he's okay.
1: Allegri post game making some weird statements saying the Chelsea game doesn't matter in Champions League. He's not worried about Manat and Dibala, they don't have to be there. He goes to matches that matter against Zenit. So he's pretty much saying Chelsea are better than us and if they beat us, so be it. Yeah. We're Our just, game.
0: we're gonna use the Zenit games But I don't think
1: group. this guy remembers how well he does in knockout matches in Champions League. Yeah, so not that, well. that turns Zenit into essentially a two legged tie. Yeah. And we know how Juve fares in those two legged ties under Allegri.
0: Absolutely. But uh four four two in this game uh Locatelli finally he basically scored a tap in but uh getting a getting a big goal for Juve I'm sure that means a lot to him uh Leonardo Bonucci taking the penalty very confidently yep. I mean I don't think you should can argue with that I mean yeah it was he's a proven
1: penalty taker. yeah people, it was a questionable penalty people were saying I think it was it was uh, a penalty so that, that was that was the theme of this weekend actually arm a lot of, a lot of soft penalties but I agree I think this was a penalty This was
0: a penalty. arm was out
1: but a lot of penalties this weekend um but that—that yeah. that was a story. Juve, yeah, they played excellent. They took the initiative in this game. They took it a, till around the 60th minute. Yeah. When they when they scored those goals, and then what does Allegri do after Locatelli scores? He goes full defense. The team retreats back into the box. Candreva continues this amazing form he's been on all year, uh, <clears throat> and they score a goal to make it three-two, and, and Sampdoria just keep piling the pressure on Juve. Yeah. And it, and it left. Allegri and the Juve fans were in a lot of stress. <clears throat> it was not an easy finish. Something that Juve usually can handle is seeing out these ties, but it's not working. Yeah. And Allegri continues to do it. Continues, it. And then he made those weird remarks in the post-match. I don't he's know. He's a
0: strange fellow, I tell you. He is. He's sticking to his guns,
1: even in the stands. Agnelli looked depressed watching what was on the field. But it's like... You left Allegri to go from defense to offensive. You fired your two offensive coaches, and now you've gone back to what, 20 wins. titles, and now you're sad again. It's like they, it's very, it's very it's strange. This Juventus, though, they look, they it's look very terrible. strange. But on the positive, it's it is two wins back to back now, yeah. and we'll see how it continues into the Chelsea game. But overall, played probably their best game of the season, even though it wasn't convincing. But at least it's looking up for them. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. Well, we'll see what happens. Yes. They got uh, they got a big game in the midweek and then they got a re- even bigger game on the on the weekend in the Derby let Uh let's move on to the next game. Empoli basically Empoli. taking Bologna to school, winning yes,
1: four to two. At the Carlo Castellani stadium. Yeah. This was their first home win all season. Finally scoring too. Finally. Yeah,
0: Pinamonti getting on the on the, the score dea, sheet. Yes. Great to see there. Uh this was long I think this was long due for Empoli. They looked really good. They looked a deserving team but at the same time Bologna they had spurts of of brilliance. I mean Arnautovic yes. unlucky, but Arnautovic showing like he's he's a very good number 9 for this team. Uh, should have had more than just the one goal in this game. Bonifazi, got you got to feel for him on that own goal in the first in the basically to open up the game. And uh but this Bologna team I just think management wise the way they're set up they're just they're not, use, they're not going to their full potential. And I think a change in the guard is much needed here at Bologna. What do you yeah, think?
1: Yeah, it, it might happen. Mihalovich, he was uh, suspended for this game up in the stands. But, yeah, it's, it's going to come. I mean, it was a tale of two halves. I believe dominated in the first half. Bologna dominated in the second half. But in their domination, they still ended up conceding uh, a goal. Or sorry, two goals in that in those dominating periods. So Bologna is the defense. It's not what it is. Tomiassu clearly looks like a big hole in the team right now. Uh, Aaron Hickey and Lorenzo Di Silvestri, they're doing their best, but they lost a quality player there. Um offensively, Bologna look fantastic going forward. It's the questions again arise with the defense and Lucas Skorupski, inconsistent. Yeah, very inconsistent. But Ampoli on the other hand, yes, we gotta give credit. They played a terrific game and locked it down and were able to deal with the pressure that Bologna did put on them. and they they you know, they showed you know some good experience for a, a promotion team, yeah. that they could handle that pressure. so big, big three points for them.
0: Big three points. yeah, so congratulations Empley. let's move on to another promotion team, narrowly yes. losing out one nothing here to Sassuolo. Uh, again, Giacomo Rapidori, not very convincing up top.
1: No, he's having a rough season uh, at home, too, at the Mapai Stadium. You know, it's a swallow though, played good. Salonitana played good, too. They're they cre- played really good. Yeah, they're creating chances, Salonitana. It's just they're not scoring goals. No. They're creating though.
0: I mean, considerably forcing them to make some brilliant saves. Like, there was a moment of brilliance by Mamadou Koulibaly.
1: Yes. He's been a fantastic. He's player, been actually.
0: fantastic. The only thing I, I don't understand... Uh, in the Salernitana aspect is Salernitana basically came out your two main goal scorers two main guys that can create anything are are on the bench I know Frank Ribery's hurt but Simi and Federico Bonazzoli to me that just signals that you're you're just coming out to sit back and maybe just get by I think if Simi and um, if Simi and Bonazzoli start this game, I think Salernitana gets something out of this game, to be honest. Um, because Cedric Gondo and Milan Juric are not doing it. They're not doing it. Federico Bonazzoli, you saw as soon as he came on, the game changed. He almost scored a, a flick, cleared off the line. Um, and Simi had some chances too. But, uh, you know, I want to give a shout-out to another goalkeeper, Vid Belic, making some big saves. Uh, showing that uh, he can maybe stick around in the top tier of Serie A. And it's great to see Francesco DiTacchio back in the lineup too. Uh, But Stefan Strandberg, on the other hand, finally shows up for a game. Uh, Just, I don't know if the, I don't know, Salernitana wise I don't know if the board is thinking maybe we might have to go a
1: coaching route change. I wouldn't. Not yet? For me, they're playing good.
0: They are. They just, this, they just are offensively, they, it's there I know it's there It's just they They're They're coming It's
1: like they're coming out scared Well which is understandable But But they gotta be more brave They gotta be They have to be they gotta, they gotta You gotta, wanna
0: stay in City yeah, You gotta go for it oh,
1: Especially in a game Against Aswol. Exactly And they're gonna have to learn quick You gotta go for they're it They're gonna have to learn quick I think he has to at least Get until the end of the year uh, See I think Fabrizio Castori He is doing a good job They're creating chances It's up to yeah. the players To put the chances away At the same time yeah. So he's he is setting the team up to be successful. It's the conversion in regards to in the penalty box has to be better from the strikers. No. Um but again, who's the hero of this game? Domenico Berardi, again.
0: The medical Berardi. Skamaka made a difference when he came on though. He did. He was again. a monster threat.
1: Showing his quality. What does this guy do have to have to get a start? We kind of talked about this. He must be a shit person <laughs> in real life. That's the only reason why he's not starting these Seriously, games. he's
0: he's fantastic. Yeah. I don't understand like what a difference he offers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Sassuolo winning one nothing there. I'm moving on, Fiorentina picking up a, a one nothing victory over Udinese. To me...
1: Another penalty.
0: Another penalty. But to me, in this game, Udinese looked like they, they were deserving of something.
1: Yeah, they, they actually—they they played really good. Yeah, they did. They started the game very strong and then yeah. kind of faded out. Their best opportunities came in the first, yeah, like 10, 15 minutes. And then it was about that counterattack-style game. And Yeah. It's, the Udine, they could be a lot better, I think, than they are. And I think Gotti yeah. sometimes holds him back with his stubborn style.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They come out again with a 3-5-2. And uh, in the end, they pay for it. Uh, Bartolome Dragowski, fantastic game by the Polish goalkeeper there. I mean, keeping Fiorentina at, in the game. Um, I, I think Gotti is like like that old school manager where he's set in his ways and then he he rely on that one individual to provide brilliance. And I think they rely way too much on Gerard De La Feu. Yeah. That's
1: like, their guy. It is a guy and, and it shouldn't be. No. Shouldn't he be had pin- a fantastic he game. Did, but, but you shouldn't be pinning your hopes on De La Feu week in week 0. No. They did end up out shooting Fiorentina, but as good of a game we could say Del he was never really tested. Tested. The Fiorentina, I mean uh, Udine, There there's really no big chances if you could say that. No. You know, Fiorentina only had two shots in it and they and they have the quality, of course, to create these situations in the penalty boxes. <laughs> they're one of the top teams to win penalties. They they just know how to get numbers in the box and put teams under pressure. Yeah. And it's another Dusan Vlahovic penalty That grabs them The three points here Yeah But what a start For Vicenzo Italiano Anyway Fiorentina We said they would be Joining the top seven They're in fifth right now They're tied for that Fourth place spot They're leaving this weekend In fifth uh, place Yeah So Just one spot out of Champions League Tied on points actually So it's been a Terrific start for them
0: Absolutely Couldn't be happier If you're Rocco Comiso. Yes Moving on to the next game The Derby della Capitale
1: Let's get into it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you tell me We I, I said it from day one Mourinho is the wrong coach For this team Roma fans loved him He set up like a complete Bacala going into this game Continuing the garbage He did at Spurs Players in wrong positions And He has a little temper tantrum At the end of the game And walks out of the press conference In Mourinho yeah. style So is, is it seems like his three-year plan of destroying a club he's condensing a in Roma in three months here. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, uh, but I, talk about the game a little bit. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, before this game, we have we have a we have a football chat group with our buddy Nick, and I told I told Nick as soon as I saw the lineup, I said Roma's set up to fail. He said set, he set this team up to fail. I hope I'm wrong. We set this team up to fail this game, and uh, boy, was I right. I mean, uh, this is what I don't understand. I've said this since, what, week one of this season where Nicole Zaneolo has to be in the middle behind the striker. Instead, he puts Henrik Mkhitaryan back there and he and he puts Stephen el Sharawi on the left side. I don't understand this obsession with Stefan el Shrawi because he drives me crazy. This guy is good for 20-minute spurts. This guy is not good for a start, okay? Um, Tammy Abraham again. The Roma fans love him because he scores the winning goal against Udinese in the midweek. Uh, I'll just say real quick, if it wasn't for the brilliance of Riccardo Calafiori, Tammy Abraham doesn't tap that goal in. So enough said about that. But he showed, shows up to this game, was an absolute ghost. Tactically, doesn't know where he is. Just just doesn't trek back to help. And we saw in the first 20 minutes, Roma were just completely overrun. Again, the midfield is overrun.
1: But why? It's why? Why why does Mourinho insist on being a reactionary coach and sit in his team's back?
0: I don't I don't we, understand
1: we, it. We said Milan gave the the blueprint on how to beat Lazio. Yeah. And what does he do? He does the complete opposite. Instead of pressing them, he waits to go down two 0 before they wake up and they played yeah. amazing after the two 0 But it was out of desperation. Of course. And then out of desperation they conceded another goal, of yep. course. But why does it have to take going down two 0 for Amberino team to wake up and and go. It was the same thing with the Udine game. Yeah. It, they it, sat back against Udine. Yeah. They sat back.
0: It, and Udine took it to us. And there were times where we were actually scared of that Udinese was going to score. But in this game, uh, Gianluca Mancini, horrendous, horrendous game. First goal, no marking at all on milinkovic savic And... He gets that great header before he gets clotheslined by Rui Patricio. Rui Patricio, I, I I admire the idea of what you did, but I think if Rui Patricio stays in the 6-yard box, he stops this. That that's my opinion of it. I just think Rui Patricio reacted a little too late because you react a little too late, you stay in your box and try to go for the tap over the bar. And I think that's and if it stays 0-0 there, it's a totally different game, I think. Um the second goal, um for all you Roma fans, that was not a penalty on Zaniolo. But here's my thing. Like, yeah, he's so reactionary. And the way he reacts too. I mean, Roma after Roma went down to nothing, they started to pick up the pace and they came back. The one the one thing I will say about Nicole Zanaiolo, this is probably one of his better performances this season. And he showed what he can do when he switched off with Mikatarian, because we saw Mikatarian and Zaniolo switching off on the right side, where Mikatarian would go to the flank and Zaniolo would stay behind Tammy. And that's where Zaniolo was the most dangerous. That's where we saw him create the most and do his thing and go to work was behind the striker i don't know if the if jose Mourinho is blind but that's where Nicolas zaniola was shining this game he was not shining on the wing he was getting overrun on the wing um and the main the big enemy and i know i know people are going to say you're ridiculous but the big enemy that people are saying is brian cristante and it's like what the hell do you want the guy to do the guy's by himself pretty much. When you're side-by-side side with Jordan Vertu, you're by yourself in the center defensive mid. Why Mourinho thinks that I, he, he cannot um, he cannot put someone else in to offer support to Brian, I don't get The one question I have is, Gonzalo Villar is not even on the bench for Roma. Here's a guy that played in the defensive mid last year under Palafone second. He actually did really well on the Spanish under-23 team. Like, he's got a bright future. They call him the next Sergio Busquets. How is this guy not even making the bench? You're basically... This is what I mean about setting up this team to fail. You need to give some support to Brian Cristante. That of Villar is your answer. Yet, he's in the stands. Come on. Give me a break. Give me a break. I'd rather see a Brima Darbo or Eduardo Bovel on than Jordan Vertu there. Jordan Vertu belongs forward. Yes, Jordan Vertu scored a great penalty. But that's all Jordan Vertu is going to do, really. He's going to score a tap-in or he's going to score a penalty. Okay, I like the guy, but he just does not suit the center defensive mid. He needs to be forward more. He's the guy that could play behind Tammy Abraham. And uh, what else can I say about this team? Bad game, embarrassing. Always hurts when you lose a lot to like this. But the one thing I do, one person I do want to give credit to is Cheeto Immobile,
1: who showed up for he this game. He looked
0: amazing. He 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 wasn't on the score sheet. But man, he
1: was a bloody nuisance. Involved in all three goals. You know how fast yeah. Mancini is on the on the, you see him burn third, him? Goal the third goal, he burned him. I cannot believe it I never knew Chiro could him. run that fast yeah. with the ball at his feet. Yeah. Uh and then the way he didn't just he gets, you know, a bit of stick for being a diver. Patricio did hit his legs, but he yeah. didn't fall over, which yeah. I give kudos to on like Zaniolo, who was flopping everywhere. Yeah. To be I wanna talk about Zaniolo a bit. Talk
0: about, talk about it, talk about it. I understand that
1: he's young. I understand he's come off two knee injuries. The the penalty one was complete bullshit. Yeah, I think no they one were trying to make up for that one that wasn't called in the batter. first half,
0: but it wasn't even a penalty the one that, in the first half.
1: That was the worst penalty decision I've ever that seen. That was
0: strange. And <laughs> they went to VAR for it, too. That's unbelievable. The crazy part. And they
1: say it was cuz the back swing and his backswing, swing was kicking and he he, he even kicks if he him. I don't even know if he hit him though. He no but Xaniolo kicks him. I know, it looks like he kicks, but it doesn't even look like he hits his knee. No. It looks like he might even, he comes right beside it. I don't even think he touches yeah. his knee. That's the weird thing. Anyway, there's not enough contact for a guy to fall over. But what do we think of Zaniola? For me, I'll tell you right now, I think he's overrated. It's not to say he's a bad player. It's not to say he's not a player who can be a big player one day. But I don't understand this fascination with treating Zaniola like he's the next talk dude, Like he's the next. He's not the next Like he's, he's the never next, say that. Like he's the next big superstar. No, I'm not saying you think that, but a lot of people do him get an automatic calls up to the national team he's done nothing in his career to merit starting in the Roma lineup to merit starting in the Azzurri team or even being called up for the Azzurri why is he treated this way he's done nothing no and every game he's given he's done nothing I've
0: done nothing because he's not playing in his natural position that's my I don't have I'm not, giving, I'm not making an excuse for him. I think he's a good player. I don't think he won't, I don't think he should be on the national team right now because he's he's not that he's not good enough. There are a lot better players out there. He is, to me, I think he will thrive behind the striker, and I'll say it every freaking podcast if I have to. And I don't care. Someone's gotta send this wave, this link to Jose, Jose Mourinho, because you're setting him up to fail right now. He looks terrible because he's on the right side. Again, par- Carlos Perez comes on and he offers another option on the right side.
1: I don't understand. Am he, I the only one that sees this? He was, he wasn't good though, Carlos. He was wasn't,
0: but him. you saw speed on the right side. Zaniolo doesn't offer that. Zaniolo yeah, doesn't a, offer you that.
1: It's Zaniolo is a weird predicament. I think he needs better pr- protection. If yeah. you ask me personally, like I said, it's not to call him a bad player. He has all the potential in the world. He's very young, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, don't. And it, Don't say this kid's a superstar without... No, he's not. You know, call him a superstar when he gets there. Yeah. He's nowhere near being a superstar yeah. right
0: now. And speaking of set up to fail, again, Eldor Shamaradov comes on the left side. Come on. Yeah. And you're... You dis, Tim Abraham is having a, a shit game like he always does. He's not justifying his price tag right now. I'm going to be super critical of this guy all bloody season. Yeah, disappear like Lukaku in the Man City yeah. game. So <laughs> he does nothing. But yeah, he gets to play the full game because, what does that do to a striker like Borja Mayoral? Oh, sitting on I'm the Borja, bench. I'm
1: seeing, see you later. I'm out yeah. of here.
0: Borja Mayoral is, is he's he's out the first flight out as soon as the season's done. The first flight out, he's gone. He's probably gonna look for something in the winter time. This is ridiculous. I'm more comfortable with Borja Mayoral up top than Tammy Abraham right now because yeah. Borja Mayoral knows how to play with this
1: team. Um Okay, I'm let's not spend too much time on Roma because yeah, there's sorry. another team on the field that completely played you guys off the park. <laughs> not completely for twenty minutes. They played good. They played good for Peperina, twenty minutes. Some Peperina, massive, saves. excellent.
0: Turning back the clock, man. Yeah,
1: that's the weird thing. Lazio didn't even have to play good, and they walked away with three points I here. Know. But Felipe Anderson, it was. Luis Alberto. Think him and, and Vina were former teammates. He absolutely annihilated Vina. He did. He destroyed him. Pedro. Felipe Anderson, a guy that's been invisible for five yeah. years. Pedro Roma reject. How is it that these wingers flying are, flying. are just annihilating the Roma back line.
0: Flying. Luis Alberto, fantastic. Um, another guy, Francesco Acerbi, showed showed up again.
1: Yeah, he was solid back there. He was there. solid back there. But it wasn't it wasn't a vintage, it was it's Lazio has been out of form. They're not playing good. They've dropped a lot of points. And they needed this. They needed this. They needed this, but they still didn't play good. They've been playing more or less the same football they've been playing the last couple weeks. It's kind of like the Hellas Verona game for you guys. But this was weird. This was weird because
0: Saudi plays an attacking style, and Lazio came out, yeah, they attacked. They,
1: they But they did their job. They did their job, but then they sat back. That's I don't so know if they sat back. It's because Roma finally... Decided to play, and Maradona even came out after the game and said the approach to the game was wrong. Kind of a, a to to, Mourinho Yeah,
0: I just I was I was impressed to see that Sadi. I would say, okay, give him the ball, we'll hit them on the counter, and it worked. But, I just the one thing I will say though is, I, I know I want to get back to Cheeto for a quick second because I think Roberto Mancini needs to get on the phone with Maurizio Sadi and say, how the hell can this guy play like this for you? It's it's a system. It's the system. He looked he looked brilliant out there. It's the system. Brilliant. He was a menace. If this if this Tudor Mobile shows up for Italy, I'm I'm happy with it.
1: Well, because he's the man up top. You got to get him the ball, right? In the Italy, speed, in Italy, he's man. not the man. The speed. The ball goes to Insigne. Goes to the wingers. He was the midfield.
0: He was flying. But
1: before we leave this game. Tell me, are you happy with your manager's actions? Walking out of the press conference and talking the way he talked? No, no. You approach the game wrong.
0: You got to be there to face the music. It's your fault. Don't complain about the ref. Don't complain about the var. Because I know he did. I know he did in the press conference, and he walked out because of some combative comments. Take it like a man. Like just take, just take it. You are paid seven million a year to sit to do that. If you if I'm paying if I'm Dan and Ryan freaking I'm paying seven million a year you're sitting in that press conference. Like, I know. So, but the other thing I just one quick yeah, thing, yeah. it was cool to see at the end. As much as I hate to say, it it was cool to see at the end. You see the Roma players, Mourinho getting them in the middle of the field while Lazio celebrating. But then you see Maradon Sadi with the eagle. He goes <laughs> yeah. right there. against gets the eagle. I'm like, hey, that's cool. He is. He he goes down as he he will now forever be a Lazio hero. Like that's how much his derby means. Yeah. This derby win means to Lazio, and he will go down as a as a derby hero.
1: But yeah, going forward, we'll see the storylines coming out of Rome. Mourinho upped his antics uh, already. I'm telling you right now, Roma fans, that's not a good sign. When marino nope. starts getting crabby, it's it's not good. So, okay. buy or beware, Friedkins. That's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah, seven million a year. I don't get it. But ne- next match. Next match. Next match. The, Napoli.
1: At the Stadio Diago Armando Maradona. These guys, Jules. Napoli. The best team in City right now. Fantastic. Cal- but they can't beat Leicester City. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's weird. I know. That's true. Um, Cagliari looked like they were an amateur team from the City of D. Yeah, the, way they, I mean. the way they played. Uh, but Ozzyman amazing again. Fantastic. Has the confidence in his play to pick up the ball, run at defense, even though it's not the, he's not displaying the greatest footwork in the world. He's showing hunger and it, it's it's a beautiful thing to see the way he's playing uh, football as a striker right now. Lorenzo Encini was fantastic. He's really stepped up. He's impressed me a lot.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Cagliari did, did zero. Nothing. Walter Mazzari should hang his head in shame. They
0: did, they had nothing in the second half.
1: Like, absolutely, they were zero. Right across the stats. Yeah, they, they did nothing. They had a little little spurt in the middle of the first half. Besides that, nient. Absolutely nothing. One shot on target. They're finite. That Walter Mazzotti, that's just embarrassing. No, but let's is. Let's not make it about them.
0: This 4-3-3 four, this four, three, three that Luciano Spalletti playing is...
1: Are they the real deal? Are they legit Scudetto contenders? Are they top four contenders? What do you think about Luciano Spalletti? Never won a Serie A championship in his life. Always qualifies top four. What do you think? Is, is it Luciano's time? It could be. It could be. I really like him. I think he's fantastic. He, he deserves it.
0: Um, what impresses me the most about Luciano Spalletti before we get into that question, is you know how we talk about the old dogs, how they, there's like an expiry date, like guys like Mourinho, guys like Allegri?
1: This guy's been around longer than that. But he, he a, adapts. But Not only that, he's always been ahead of his time. Yeah, it's true. At Udine, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. He turned Di Michele Di Natale in, into in Superstars. And My God, that he attack was filthy. He he turned Roma Like, he brought the false nine before anyone was playing it. The, yeah. You know, people think, oh, my God, Pep Guardiola invented it with... Uh, no. You know, and I know it's been used before mine, but he made it famous with Totti there. And he made Totti a... From first, the winger from an attacking midfielder yeah. into goal scoring. Yeah. You know, sh- yeah. almost pretty much striker, false yeah. nine, center forward, whatever you want to call it. And whatever Inter, terminology he, you want to use. Inter, he picked up the pieces. Enter he turned them into a complete circus into a, a top four contender. Yeah. And Napoli, who's always been on the verge. I think- This could be it. The past 10 years, they've been, between them and Roma, Juve's biggest, you know, uh, yeah. competition just Napoli's never been able to bring it across the line with Sadi, And it seems like with Spalletti, it's like he just knows how to steady yeah. a ship. And that's the thing. Like you said, it's tactics. He goes with the times. He's not, he's yeah. not a one trick pony.
0: No, he's not setting his ways. And he'll be Napoli and Luciano Spalletti. This might be Spalletti's time and Napoli are the real deal. If they claim another three points off an AC Milan or an Inter Milan, they got to win one more big game for me. Cause they didn't look that convincing in that Juve game. Where Juve was depleted, but they got by. I gotta see what they I agree. what they do in another big game. I if agree. they claim, if they if they can beat an Inter and AC Milan, then yeah, hands down, yeah, Napoli's the real deal.
1: I agree. Let's move into Europe now. Champions yeah. League fixtures coming up. Europa League fixtures, Conference League. We're going all over Europe.
0: Yeah. So the Champions League first. So let's talk about our Italian teams here. Some really tricky. Uh, Some really, really tricky games.
1: So we'll start with Group B, Milan, Atletico Madrid. This is the same group, uh, Liverpool and Porto winner also. Milan losing, getting dominated by by Liverpool in the first game. Atletico Madrid and La Liga, they're up and down. Very hot and cold. I don't know if that
0: Milan performance happens again. I hope it doesn't. No, I don't think so. I think Atletico Madrid are more their kind of style of play.
1: I think so too. I don't think I don't think Milan's used to playing teams that are going to come full throttle. And and Liverpool are top of the Premier League too right now. Yeah. So they're a big deal. They had a barely it's it's a tight race, but what do we think, Milan Atletico Madrid? I think (laughs) I think if
0: Milan can come out of this with a draw, they're gonna be happy. They need I know they need to win. They need to win. I know they need need to to win. win. But at the end of the day, I think Milan's strategy is Get something. If it's a draw in your second game, it's fine. And then smash Porto twice. And then get something against Atletico Madrid and maybe something against Liverpool. Like That's got to be their strategy now. I think a draw in this game.
1: I'm going to have to pick a draw or a loss for Milan too. I just don't yeah. think... I don't think they have what it takes to beat Atletico I don't, Madrid. And I don't think Pioli has the cunning... Either he's he, going up against Diego Simeone. He's going right? up against two of the best coaches in the world back to back. Champions of Jurgen Klopp, he got totally outclassed, and I think Diego Simeone, with an Atletico Madrid team that's I think past their their best, yep. I think he's gonna. I'd be very shocked if Milan win this game. Yeah, I'd be sure very shocked. By.
0: But let's talk about another Milan team now. This
1: is a must-win against Shakhtar Donetsk. They are in Kiev for this game. Against Roberto De Zerbi. Yeah. Shakhtar Donetsk, Shakhtar who lost to Sheriff, who's top of their group somehow, Real Madrid in second, Inter third, and Shakhtar in dead last, goal differential wise.
0: Taking me through this, is your team, take me through it.
1: Inter, this is how they play. High octane, tons of shots, tons of goals, concede a shit ton of goals, bad goal tending, lapse of concentration is going to happen somewhere in the full 90 minutes. Should be enough to get over the line with Shakhtar. I mean, if Sheriff's beating Shakhtar, enter Better Beach.
0: Sh- yeah, if you guys don't, if you guys don't come out of Kiev with a win,
1: if they don't win this game, they might as well just pack their bags and and forfeit the rest of the the matches yeah. because this is the team they're competing with to get into second. No disrespect to Sheriff, if Sheriff, if they win another game, I I would be very surprised. Yeah. So this is enters to put it in Allegri's word, words. This is their knockout match. Yeah. Uh, one of two against Shakhtar right here. So yeah. Simone Inzaghi better get it figured out. Oh, absolutely. I'm calling an Inter win, though. Me too. Yeah.
0: I can't say anything else. Let's move on to another Italian team here. Atalanta playing the Young Boys. The young Boys had a massive first game. Beat in Manchester United. So basically giving Atalanta a lifeline.
1: What do, What do we think? Is Atalanta turning the page? Inter mm-hmm. being their best performance of the year?
0: Well, I still don't think Atalanta's going to be... In the top four, but I think when I'm looking at this game, I think Atalanta is capable of maybe pulling off a, a miracle run in the Champions League. They're they're capable. They have the they have the pieces. Defensively, I still don't understand them. Defensively, they 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 really that is a huge weak point on this Atalanta team. But
1: Palomino went out in the intergame, two injured, so yeah. it's going to be another hole there. Did you miss? He should be able to slide in, and that they should defense. they should have enough to beat young
0: boys. I just think you got it. You got, this is this is your chance. You don't get full points against the young boys. Kiss your yeah. Champions the League second knock game, around, yeah, the, the second
1: Yeah, the second game is crucial in, in this Champions League. The second round, man, you also have Villarreal to go up against. So that's
0: a yeah, they're going to kill each other. Those two.
1: This is Atalanta's time. Young boys won't be a pushover. They'll be tough. But the advantage is that Atalanta is playing at home. Young they boys are. have the big advantage of playing on that turf field where the ball moves very fast. Now they're playing on a grass pitch. Believe it or not, it does make a big difference. It does. The
0: ball moves. It does move a lot faster.
1: We'll just see Atalanta, Piero Gasparini, how much energy was wasted in the intergame, how much he rotates. That's going to be the big story. See who's in that yeah. lineup. But that's the beauty of Atalanta. They... You can slot anyone into that team, and usually they're seamless. We'll see if that continues. What do you think, results-wise here?
0: I think I thought going to win this game.
1: I think they'll... It's going to be a tight game, but I think they're going to come out with a yeah, win as well. If
0: Villarreal and Manchester United draw, my God.
1: That would, that would work very That'd nice.
0: Work right into their favor. Yeah, setting yeah.
1: up a tasty Atalanta-Manchester United yeah. round three game. Exactly. Let's move on to the next game here. Do we even... Defending champions, Chelsea... <laughs> against
0: Juventus
1: Allegri's side Juve
0: <laughs> I think Juve's packing the bag in this game
1: I think so too with Allegri unless he's being a wildly old dog and he's playing the game the dark arts game and, and saying oh we're underdogs right off the bat and oh we don't stand a chance we're missing two of our best players you know he pulls some magic out of his hat starts Chiesa and Kulazeski up top goes full Ten guys in the box and boom, watch oh, the ball he's to right, these guys. Though. They don't stand a chance against Chelsea. Of course the odds are stacked against them. Big time. But you are They're, you're in Italy though. You're in Turin. You are one of the most successful Italian teams. You should not be bowing down to Chelsea, who ha- don't have anywhere near the pedigree you do as a club. I don't care what the president says, you're Juventus at the end of the day. What he said in that press conference was shocking whether it was gamesmanship or not. Uh, it will be interesting. Juve is at home too. We cannot forget that at the Allianz Arena. They're going to have the fans there. Yeah, That should be enough for Juventus' team to beat a Chelsea team. A Chelsea team, if anyone watched the Man City team, they did nothing. Yeah, And I mean, if you've ever seen a team do nothing in a game, Chelsea did absolutely nothing in that game against Man City. Uh, Lukaku went into ghost mode. Talk about Romello. I'm not bitter, but... <laughs> But what do you think?
0: Uh, I think is going to feel right at home in this game. He's in Turin. He had the best of Juve at his days in Italy. is basically doing a trial because I think Jorginho's going to come back to Italy, and when he does, it's probably going to be the Juventus. So he's going to show them why they should invest in him. That's just what I think. So for me, I just think Chelsea are going to get something out of this game. I think if Juve come away with a tie, they'll be happy. I think a tie is fair in this game. So I'm going to say a draw.
1: I'm going to pick a Juventus upset here. <laughs> I think they're going to win three games undefeated. And three, then go lose on games, Saturday. Three games on the trot.
0: And then they'll go lose on the weekend.
1: I think they're going to pull an upset here.
0: No. They're a bunch of frauds. They're a bunch of frauds. And I'm sorry to say, you guys barely got by
1: Sampdoria and Spezia. They did. But you know what? Dybala, if he is out of this game why I think they're going to pull an upset is because you're not going to be able to rely in Allegri. What he loves to do is rely on that one player to create magic. So they're going to have to play a more team game. Mm-hmm. I think in Allegri system, not having that superstar for this game, I think in a weird way will make the team play better. Yeah. Because everyone's going to have to put in an extra shift and not just rely on the magic of DiBala. Nope. You know, so I really think Juve, this is what they do. It's like the Italian national team. When the odds are stacked against them, they, they get the job done. They, they, they play up to their opposition. They yeah. don't play down. So, Juve win for me.
0: All right. Let's move on quickly to the conference league.
1: Or, sorry, not the conference league. The Europa League here. You, you want to talk about Rome, eh? You yeah. want to say they're going to win their next game. We'll, we'll, we'll see we'll if see. that even happens. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, let's move on. Napoli, Spartak, Moscow. Yes, should be a should be a Napoli win here.
1: It should be the should best be. team in city. Ah, you better be beating the, the Russian teams. Moscow, yeah, they lost to Legia Warsaw. Spartak Moscow. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so, <laughs> start, Started no with bets. the <laughs>
0: love. Shout out to everybody, in Warsaw. I love them.
1: Started with a big loss. I mean, not a terrible start to the camp. they they tied the they tied know, like just their, their biggest competition in the group. Yeah. But if you're going to come out of this group, you have to be Spartak. I think Napoli, the way they've been playing. No, And to get a little bit more specific of the way they've been playing, I'm impressed with the amount of one-touch, two-touch pass and the speed of the ball that they interchange it around the 18-yard box. I haven't seen that from an Italian team maybe ever, the way they pass the ball, the way they combine up yeah. top. It is unbelievable. Under Gattuso, we said they have one of the best offenses in the league. Gattuso never really utilized it. He utilized it in a way where they were just counterattacking. Yeah. But Spalletti's utilizing a way where they're counterattacking, attacking where they're combining. They are coming up with magic up top, and I hope it continues here. No, they, look, continue. they look amazing.
0: Should continue. So Napoli win for me. Same. Another Moscow team playing Lazio this time. Lokomotiv yeah. Moscow.
1: Russians against the Italians this, this week. In, should uh,
0: be a comfortable Lazio win, especially after this weekend. You think so? I think so.
1: No, I'm going to pick a draw here. Oh, okay. I think Lazio, I don't think they played too good against Roma, to be honest. I don't I th- think
0: they got the confidence, though.
1: I don't know if they do. No, I think I think Sadi realizes that the team didn't play good, and he's he's going to continue, I'm going to say, with a cautious approach, he's not going to want them to, to get exposed the way they did against Roma today in the second half. Because uh, they did come under a lot of pressure. They did well. They dealt with it well, but... Lazio for me still As good as they were Chido And They really scored With only the few chances They created I don't know if that's Supposed to be a good thing Or a bad thing But I don't For me I don't think It continues with Lazio here. I think they're gonna Struggle in Europe this year And I think it's gonna be A draw with locomotive.
0: Okay So you're saying draw I'm saying win Let's move on quickly To the
1: They confuse me Lazio They friggin' confuse me As a team
0: No they do but that being said, let's move on to the Conference League real quick. One game to talk about here. When, <laughs> Yeah. Roma win <laughs> over Zorya Luhansk. I don't even know who these guys are. They're fifth
1: place in Ukraine. So yeah, in the Ukraine.
0: You better smash them. And if you need a confidence boost, that's the kind of game you, yeah, you need. Yeah,
1: sit back and get that clean sheet. Marino yeah, freaking style. <laughs> frickin' joke. You better, I,
0: we, we better see some changes in this game. We better see a rotation.
1: I think. You know... Tammy Abrams starting up top. <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, what a joke. No, you know what? You might see Borja Meierl starting no, up top. No, I don't think so. I think you might. I think you might. Don't count it out. Don't count him out. He's shown up for the for the conference league.
1: So, But, but that's that's, that's the conference league real quick. For the Italian teams.
0: So. Yeah, for the Italian teams. Now, let's move on to the weekend that's coming up. Because uh, round seven, and then we're off for the international break. Uh, let's see here. So the first game goes on October the 1st. I believe that is Friday. Cagliari-Venezia. Relegation six-pointer here. This should be an appetizing game.
1: Two teams that are struggling.
0: Two teams struggling for sure. And uh, it is in Cagliari.
1: Venezia still have their game to play against Torino. We do expect a loss. Yeah. What do you think happens here? Can Venezia... You know, do something. A team, like you said, in 18th, Cagliari in 19th, it is a six-point game. Relegation six-pointer. It's yeah. huge. This is a massive game for these two teams. Yeah,
0: I just think when I'm comparing the teams quality-wise, realistically, Cagliari should win this game, especially at home. I think
1: I think is going to win. They haven't won in six games, uh, so it's been a rough, rough goal for them. Uh, really out of form. They haven't had a clean sheet in eight games. Venezia hasn't had a clean sheet in six games, so expect goals in this in this game. Maybe one or two, I think, will be tight. problem with Venezia is they've conceded six times out of seven games first. It's tough. They concede first the majority of the time. I mean, Caldary, their record's not much better, but Venezia concedes a ton of goals, and I think Caldary will have the the edge um, over Venezia, and I think they... Pull it out due to the weak Venezia yeah. defense.
0: So we're both trying to take the Caleri win On to the next game. Salernitana are hosting La Genoa.
1: Another relegation battle because yeah. Genoa is two games undefeated, two draws in a row, but sitting in sixteenth with only five points, uh, two points above the drop. Salernitana and dead last with one point.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now. I think this is going to be Salernitana's first three points. They, it's like you said; they're playing, they're playing better they're playing good. Now, you got to go for it in this game. Is Frank Ribery coming back for this game? We don't know, but they played a solid game today. Do we see Federico Bonazzoli or Simi start up top? Let's hope so. If if we see Sime or Sol- or uh, Federico Bonazzoli starting up top, you know Jen was or sorry, you know Salernitana's going for it. I think they have to go for it especially this game to to kind of stay in the hunt to, to save themselves from relegation. So, for me, with the home crowd behind you, you're starting to play good football, decent football, not good football, decent football, and you got Genoa that can score goals in bunches, but they're just they're defensively, like you said, they're a disaster. I think this is the perfect storm, and uh, I think Sardinia are going to come out on top. What do you think here?
1: I think Genoa is going to win. You know when Genoa is involved, that like you said, bucket loads of goals, bucket loads of goals. Their defense is is terrible. is a that defense. Is Defense is just horrendous. It's not a, it's not a question. Tana has locked down a little bit. They don't concede as much, but they always concede first, it seems. They never walk with a clean sheet. So you know they're always going to concede one. And you know Genoa's always going to score. I'm going to take Genoa for the one. I think they just have the edge goal-wise. And All right. It's going to be a goal fest. Yep. Whenever Genoa's involved, there's a goal fest.
0: Oh, definitely. Next up, Derby della Mole. Torino. Derby
1: della de Mole.
0: In the Grande Torino Stadium, so Torino is the home team. Torino playing fantastic football as of late. I think they're in top four for goals conceded, so they're one of the best defensive teams. They are in Serie. A, believe it or not, coming up against a Juve team that will be coming off a Chelsea game, which they'll I think they'll get dominated. What do? You, how do you see this game? Tell tell me.
1: Obviously, Juve. This derby favors them.
0: Does Big they Big time.
1: Big time. Uh, but it's Ivan Djuric against Allegri now. Torino, the only way they're going to swing this is with the brilliance of Ivan Djuric. He's a great tactician. Allegri, I have a feeling we'll sit back in this game. That's going to be the theme we're going to see. Torino are attacking really well under Djuric. And Sarabia, he's been fantastic up top. I think that continues. We'll have to see Venezia, how they perform in that game. But Torino... They they should be higher up the table, if you ask me. They they look really good. They should be in double digits for points right now. Um, so I th- I'm i tempted to say Torino is going to take points away from them, but we just know how this always goes. Juve always managed to get three points from this fixture somehow, and I just think, again, Juve will.
0: All right, so Julian Giul- is telling you to take the win. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Torino is going to take points. This is probably the toughest Torino they will have faced in a long, long time. So for me and they don't they to me UV look like a disaster so to me it's going to be a draw more drop points for allegory in the league tie on to the next game sassuolo inter at my
1: stadium yeah a team that has inter's number all the time sassuolo though to me out of form i haven't been playing that great inter i'm just going to pick for three points here i, I so Swallow, they're not convincing this year. It's not the same under Zerbi Dionisi. we thought he was playing good football, but they've really slowed down. Like we said, completely out of form. Inter for me, maybe not looking the best team in Serie A right now, but they're right up there with Napoli and Milan. Uh, I'd say tied for Milan, looking the in regards to how good they've been. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I just think So Dionisi has to find and get a way to click and get Skamaka more involved. If he doesn't do that, I think they've been pretty toothless. So I'm going to have an Inter, Inter win here. Yeah,
0: I think if Inter don't win this game, there's going to be serious questions around them. So Inter should pick up the three points here. On to Bologna Lazio. Think
1: here, Bologna Lazio.
0: Well, Bologna getting schooled by Empoli. A lot can happen in a week. Do we see a coaching change? Um. Maybe, Lazio on the other hand playing in the midweek. I think Lazio should win this game, but something's telling me they're not going to win this game. I think it's gonna the calendar's going to pile up for them as as. Yeah, I think the calendar's going to pile up for them. So, for me, I think uh, Bologna is going to pick up some points here, and they're going to
1: steal two points and take a draw. Yeah, Bologna going three games, no wins. Lazio going through games, no losses. So, complete different spectrums in regards to the way the forms are going. Bologna like we said, score goals. Defense has been a shambles. We'll see. Lazio, I think they continue the quality of the Rome. I think this is where they pick it up. I think they're taking City on more serious than, than uh, Europa League. I think Bologna will be a team and I think this might be the end of Mijalevic. Actually, I'll give him two more games after this, but if he loses this, we're gonna start hearing the rumbling in the media. mihalovic might begin the axe with Bologna after this all right, loss. So you're
0: saying Lazio win. All right, on to Sampdoria Udinese at Luigi Ferraris. Sampdoria against an Udinese team. This is kind of like this game. Kind of usually has draw written all over it, but uh, when you compare the two teams, Sampdoria have played better. They have scored more. They've conceded more. And uh, Udinese, on, on the other hand, started the season off strong, but they're kind of boring to watch. They're very sit-back and, and, like I said, rely on that individual brilliance. I don't think it's going to work here. I think Sampdoria's got more tools in the shed. So Sampdoria is going to win this game.
1: I agree. Udinese has no goal scorers. Their main guy up top is who Never been a goal scorer in his life. No, nope. That's Udinese's biggest problem. They haven't scored a goal in three games, and it's going to continue. It's going to be four here. Four games, no goals, four losses. You, you can't win games if you don't score goals, obviously. Sampdoria have answers with goals. kandreva has been phenomenal. Chichokaputo's been pretty good. Cualiarella. So goals are in the Sampdoria team. I think it uh, continues. And they've pit, they have put in good performances like against Inter. So, and we know Sampdoria can dominate a game. So if they come out of their shell de Versa and he stops playing like a chicken and goes out and, and tries to beat a team. I think Sampdoria can take uh oh yeah, three points here from Udine. All right. Both trying to take to win the game. Hellas Verona hosting La Spezia. Tough game, but you know what? I had Spezia get relegated. They're not they're not making it out of the Serie A campaign. They're flirting with relegation already, one point above the drop. I just don't think they're good enough. I think they play a track brand of football. They just don't get the job done. You they don't play good for 90 minutes straight. And at the end of the day, you have to play consistently for 90 minutes straight. They concede too many goals. It's been 23 games for them without a clean sheet. 23 games they have not kept a clean sheet. How are you supposed to stay in Serie A uh, if you cannot keep clean sheets? Uh, Igor Tudor, on the other hand, three games in a row, he's gone undefeated. You know, great. He's turned it right around from defensive. It's not a fluke. He's a great manager. He's got guys that have been missing for yeah. season scoring. Kalinic. Looking like Kalinic from I don't know, six years ago. Yeah. He has uh, Giovanni Simeone scoring goals again. He still doesn't have Kevin Lasagna scoring. Kevin Lasagna. <laughs> that's another subject. I don't know if anyone <laughs> could save that guy. But <laughs> House Verona, to me, looked like the real deal. I think they're going to be a mid-table team under Igor Trudor. Spezia as much as I, I, I like Motta as Motta as a person, as a player, I just don't think... they Listen, they, they this team's been uprooted. They lost so many players. And Zola was a contract rebel at the beginning. Now he's finally getting integrated again. They do things that are attractive to the eye, but the defense is not good enough at the end of the day. And if you cannot keep goals out of your net, you're never going to win games. And I think it's another loss here. For Spezia.
0: All right. What do um, you think?
1: I think it's going to be a draw.
0: I think Spezia is going to do something here. They're going to pick up something. They've been, they've had a really rough schedule, so I think they're going to pick up something here. I just, I'm just i not convinced they'll get the full three points, so I'm going to say draw. Next game's got a big one. Fiorentina-Napoli at the Artemio Franchi.
1: So, you, you tell me. I know you've kind of been unconvinced with Napoli a little bit. Is Fiorentina, a team that's in, in great form... Is this going to be, you know, uh, a stern test for Napoli? Or do they just walk through this? And if they do walk through them, are they the real deal? I think Napoli
0: will win this game comfortably. But I
1: I still won't be fully convinced. (laughs) (laughs) Well, depending on how they play, though, of course.
0: I got to see Inter Milan, AC Milan first to be convinced. That's when I'll be fully convinced. Fiorentina is not at that level yet. Fiorentina is flirting with European football. I think Fiorentina is going to be a top 7 finish. No problem. I don't think they're going to be a top 4. I think it's great that they're tied for the 4th place spot right now. Sitting in 5th place. But I just don't think they're going to have enough to get in there. And this is where the separation is. So for me, I think Napoli are going to win this game comfortably. Fiorentina on the other hand, they've relied on a few penalties to, to get them through. The past couple of games, right?
1: Yeah, they they win a lot of
0: penalties. They do. They win a lot of penalties, and uh, but Napoli in their hand, that Napoli have been playing fantastic football. This is a team that they should beat no problem.
1: Yeah, five games undefeated, three games they've won in a row. Uh, they've three clean sheets in a row. You know the numbers are impressive, scoring goals and keeping clean sheets. You can ask for more. Fiorentina though, something that they do well that a lot of teams don't do is they manage in their last 5 games to get the first goal each time and scoring the first goal in a game of football it allows them to dictate how the game's going to go and that's what's really helped Fiorentina they know their timing of scoring goals has been impeccable yep. and they they bring the game to the teams that they go up against within the first 10 20 minutes and I love that about Fiorentina they go high press if they get that goal they sit back a little bit suck the team in and then hit them again on the counter that's where Vincenzo Italiano, the German, <laughs> he's he's very smart. He's a very smart coach. The um, Luciano Spalletti, for me, this is going to be his biggest test mm-hmm. uh, so far in the campaign. And I think uh, I think Napoli will edge it out. But once again, it's going to be a fantastic offensive game. Anything yeah. can happen. Anything can truly happen. And it, it, this is the game for me to watch out for this this weekend.
0: All right. So you're saying Napoli win.
1: I'm going to say Napoli, yes. They so they just t- get it done.
0: We're both trying to take Napoli win. Next game, Roma hosting Empoli.
1: The Stadio Olimpico. At the Stadio Olimpico. You Roma t- the home team this time. You tell me, what are you guys going to do here?
0: Realistically, we should win this game. If we don't win this game, there's going to be problems. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're going to start hearing Mourinho's name on the chopping block. Who knows? Go into the golden prison if they don't win this game. Realistically, Empoli should have no business being in this game. Roma hunting for top four. Quality-wise, Roma is the better team. Lorenzo Pellegrini will be back. And that's the one thing that we forgot to mention is, from today's game, you can see how important of a piece our captain is. Yeah, he's
1: huge. And that goes back to Mourinho, how the mistakes he's making, he should have pulled Lorenzo Pellegrini out of that game against Udine, which he didn't. And again, he didn't take the blame for it because he's Jose Mourinho and he's perfect. That's right. Um, but, but he'll but be back. He'll be
0: back. And he'll be back with the vengeance. So for me, Roma win.
1: Yeah, Roma should win head-to-head. It's it's all in their court. They've won the last three meetings. I'm going to pick a tight game here. I don't want to say a draw because they <laughs> do draw a lot, but I can't see. I you know what I'm going to pick a draw. Roma-Empoli yeah, draw because I think that conference in the game is going to wear the legs out a little bit. All right. So. And I think Empoli is a tough, they're, they're a tough proposition. Got to remember what they did to Juve. Yeah. They struggled to score goals, but they forced teams to come at them in a way. I know they're not afraid to press a team, but it, it's going to be, tactically, it's going to be a hard game for Mourinho because we know his bread and butter. Sit back. Yeah. That's, that's what he wants to do. When Mourinho has to come out, you never know what's going to happen. So I'll just pick a draw. All right. Jones, so, that is the I'm to take the win. it spicy. Final game
0: is quite a doozy. Atalanta Milan at the G Stadium.
1: Yeah, tough, tough round of fixtures for Atalanta.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Another Milan team. Yeah. What do we think's going to happen here? I think
1: uh, this is gonna be, it's going to be tough to predict. Atalanta were very. It could have went either way. Inter could have won that game. Atalanta could have won that game. I guess a draw was fair. Is Milan better than Inter? Defensively, yes, they got it locked down defensively, and I think when Atalanta doesn't score goals, I think they get frustrated as a team, and I think Milan are patient enough where they they score a lot of late goals. Milan, and I think their patience and being able to play a solid game for ninety minutes—that's one thing I was talking about. You can be good and play in playing spurts, but you got to be consistent through the 90 minutes. And Milan does that almost better than any team in city. Yeah, that's been their strength right now. And I think that will give them the edge over Atalanta uh, this time around. And I think a Milan win is in the books here. Yeah, I think
0: Milan are Scudetto the
1: contenders. are the real deal.
0: For me, Milan should win this game. I don't think magic happens twice for Atalanta against another Milan team. So for me, I just think it's
1: going to be a Milan victory. Yes, but another exciting City game. Yeah, for sure. One of the most exciting leagues so far in the Big Five, I would say. City has been the most offensive, the most goals. It's been fantastic this year. But anyway, that concludes concludes the show. That concludes the
0: podcast today.
1: We hope you've enjoyed it.
0: Please don't hesitate to follow us on Tifosi Football Radio under Instagram. Uh, follow us uh, send us an email tfosifootballradio at at gmail.com subscribe to us on YouTube like us on YouTube we're starting to post some clips some video clips uh getting some really good feedback about them which is, uh, which is awesome so uh, we appreciate the support as always and until next week
1: ciao to stay tuned ciao